Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hema Allman. And I'm Gabriel Sarah. And today's episode is about the process of taking aligned action for your life's purpose. It's ironic, the situation that I don't know if I put us in or that the universe put us in or that we put ourselves in or we created or co-created somehow, but like, it feels like we're back on track after two, three years of not being on track. Hmm. I wouldn't say that we weren't on track the last two or three years. Everything that happened needed to happen. We needed a complete revamp and restructuring of our foundation and our psychology. And we needed to become who we are now to be back on track. That's how I see it. For me, the last two, three years, it was the ending and the beginning of a new life. I'm ready to just move forward now. Yeah. Um, we're just moving forward. That's it. Yeah. We're taking massive action every single day until we get to where we need to be. Yeah. Massive aligned action. Right. Obviously, we don't want to be working hard at something that is not going to produce us the results of a lot. We're not going to say we want to work super hard and then you're working a full-time minimum wage job. You're not going to go anywhere. So that's obviously not aligned. You got to work on the things that are going to add up to the end result. So it's the sales, it's the marketing, it's the getting the word out, search optimization, all the stuff that we're doing now. It's funny that the new content management system that we're using now, Ghost, it does pretty much everything that WordPress does, but the more minimal version, and it does it much faster. When we shift, everything shifts. At lifepurpose.com, it is our purpose to support, guide, and empower you, the big ones, in living your life's purpose. To receive powerful daily meditations and mentoring for your life's purpose, join our premium membership and claim your seven-day free trial by clicking the link in the description or visit lifepurpose.com directly and now back to the episode we have to know that it is in our hands it's not outside of us it's not in a man that's gonna save us it's not in a woman that's gonna save us it's not in something a job outside of us or a boss that's gonna save us and i believe we we're gonna just perpetuate vicious cycles until we remember that our life, our future, and our now is in our hands. And until we remember our power and take action on it, that's when things align. I remember when I was working in London, um, the promotion jobs, it was, I had, it's already recording, right? I had a boss in London. Um, I wouldn't really consider her a boss. It was more like she employed me but I was still on a freelance uh, basis. Either way, she was always saying, you know, I build what I build, 
because everyone else was always saying no to me. So I did it myself and I said yes to myself and I made it work because everyone else said no to me. What is that? What does she mean by that? She started a pretty successful uh, promotional business for the nightlife industry when she was 20, when she came out of university uh, studying business. And she said one of the reasons why it got so successful is because she put on her big girl's pants and because everyone said no to her, she said yes to herself and made it work. So in a sense, that means, let's say you ask 10 people to do something for you or to help you or to give you something and they all say no until you start doing it yourself and you get it done and you become successful. This was your mentor. You wrote one of your role models when you were living in London at the time, correct? She was the owner of the promotional nightlife business that I was working with as a freelance promotional job. So you were a promoter at this? At this stage for some time, yes. I was promoting restaurants and um, clubs and bars and pubs. What did you learn? I learned how to um, convince people to buy something and I learned... And I remembered how to be speaking with strangers in a very effortless and simple way and how to be out there and to deal with rejection in a very um, smooth way. You know, what's so interesting about, I think, our journeys. And another thing that I learned from it was how superficial this business is, how superficial this industry is. You know what I think is interesting when I hear you talk about your experiences in London and the jobs that you've had and the, the path that you've lived. And I also reflect back on my path. It's like, without us even knowing, the universe or God is already orchestrating the experiences that we need so that when we get to a certain stage and we're like actually living out our purpose, all the experiences and all the knowledge and all the wisdom that we acquired at the times that we needed to, can be applicable here at in this present moment. And I'm saying this especially for our big one because I think the topic of today's episode is about taking aligned action on your purpose and knowing where to put your focus, knowing where to put your energy, knowing what action to take that is going to get you a step closer to your purpose or to actualizing your purpose versus working hard and then completely missing the mark on what you have to do. And so I'm saying this because you're talking about this time when you were in London, you had met this female entrepreneur, you met this person, you were working with them, you were learning from them. I'm sure you were also getting some inspiration from them about starting up your own business at this time. And now you're here all these years later having gone down this very spiritual and very unique path that you've gone down to know where you're here, lifepurpose.com. And obviously, if this is to be a business, which it is, what do you have to do for growing a business? You have to be able to put yourself out there. You have to be able to sell your ideas. You have to be able to have a product or a service, whether it's physical or digital, and believe in that product enough to sell it and to treat 
this business, LifePurpose.com, as an actual business. So that's interesting that you had that experience. And it's interesting that I also had the experiences where for, since I was 17, my whole thing has been business. It's been literally, like I remember I would have jobs and absolutely not want to be there. And I would just be thinking in the back of my head, okay, how do I start this business? How do I, how do I take this idea that I have and turn it into a business? And so that's where I would learn about, you know, what do I need to do for a search engine optimization? How do I optimize content? What kind of content do I make? What gets people's attention? How do I be an effective digital marketer? How do I register a business and be complying with the law? How do I do the you know, if you're in the United States, how do you do an LLC, a limited liability corporation? How do you file your articles of incorporation? How do you renew? How do you stay compliant? Like all these little things I was always doing. And I was always doing it myself to the point where obviously right now, as you have seen in this past week, how is it possible that I was able to get so much done for LifePurpose.com in such a quick and short amount of time? versus you know you hire developers that they took months to finish uh, a very janky website and yet I did this in a weekend. Well, wow. what's the difference, right? I've been doing this for the last 14, 15 years of my life, basically. This is what I'm saying. I remember when WordPress first came out and I was on WordPress when it first came out. So I had this experience and I say this because it's like the universe was guiding me to this. It's, it's like the universe had put this in my path for me to understand how to build online businesses because I was always attracted to this. I could always see that this is going to be the future at the time when it was, I was too early to the party. You get what I'm saying? And now in 2023, it is becoming commonplace to have a business online work from anywhere in the world, make $30,000, $40,000, $100,000, a million dollars in revenue, and you're working for yourself. And all you're doing is leveraging the tools that you have as an online entrepreneur or as a solopreneur. So I'm saying this because I'm now curious to hear from you because we've talked about this a lot, about taking aligned action. Obviously, I've come from the place of working very hard to the point where it doesn't get me anywhere. It's like I'm going around in circles. It's like I'm chasing my tail. But you also have come from the place of like taking such non-action that when it actually is time to take action, you take action. And you, you are really focused on taking that action. How did you build your identity or your personality? Is it something that you always had to where, I wouldn't say lazy, but I would say like, you just don't take action unless you absolutely need to take action. Like how, how did you develop that ability to not do things? Does that make sense? If you have a knife and you use it too often, it gets dull. So use your knife to strike once. That's the same with taking action. You can throw a lot of um, spaghetti on the wall and never hit any target. And another example is you go into the forest and you want to cut down a tree and you have your axe and you throw the axe on a hundred different spots on the tree, it's not going to fall. But if you hit it at the right spot a few times really hard, precise, 
and you strike, you get that tree down in a moment. I believe I've always had that gift from the time I can think back, even in school. Um, my classmates, they many of them were stressing out over exams and tests, and they would they would drive themselves really uh, crazy, um, and they would just study and learn so much in their free time that they would not have time or space to do anything else. And they would drive themselves crazy and doing so much and learning so much and really exaggerating it. Versus for me, I always took a very laid back and relaxed approach to learning for exams. An example is um, when I did my driving license test when I was 18, I had about, I think, anywhere between 2,000 to 3,000 pages to learn and to go over. And I started to look over these pages three days before the test. And during those three days, I was sick in bed with a, with a headache and a stuffed nose. And I got a bee stung somewhere on my throat. And during these three days, I was just in bed drinking my tea to get better. I was fasting and I was in bed going over the material. But what I focused most of my time in bed, rather than studying the material actively, I was preparing myself mentally for the exam. And what I mean is I was visualizing myself passing the exam with 100% success rate. So that's what I have been doing. So instead of spending my time and effort on driving myself crazy and stressing myself out, out over the 3,000 questions or the 3,000 pages, I was doing something different. And I was spending 70% of my time with my eyes closed, visualizing the success passing the exam. And I was spending 30% going over the course material in these three days. I was doing similar things in school once I became aware and I remembered again the, the law of attraction and how we create our own reality with um, our focus, with our attention, and how we can literally create um, any desired results from within. This is just an example because you asked me if I've ever been that way. The majority of my time I use visualizing and uh, getting very sharp and strong internally and with my mind and with my mindset and visualizing always the highest outcome with everything that I do. This is what, when you say, you were saying you don't necessarily want to call me lazy, but it's like, I don't really take action until I really have to take action. So what do I do in the meantime? For someone else, it may look like I'm just lazy or I'm just hanging out in my room, sitting, or I'm just out in nature but no one else sees what's going on internally. And what I'm doing when other people perceive me as being lazy or not doing anything, I'm sharpening my mind. I'm sharpening my visualization and I am practicing self-talk and I am mastering my vibration, my vibrational vortex, as Abraham Hicks is saying, my vibrational toroidal field to attract the highest outcome because that is going to attract the highest outcome. <laughs> I have to become the energy match for what I choose to manifest in my life. And that's why I mean, and that's what it means to become the person you need to be to get that result or to become whoever you choose to become. Practicing the feeling of your outcome. 
the feeling of your victory before your victory has happened. And that's what I've been doing. I've been getting myself into the feeling of victory and success and joy and excitement and like celebrating myself. Yes, I passed the exam 100%. I got my driving license in with just three days of learning for it where other people, they literally, they start learning a year ahead with these 3,000 questions or 5,000 questions. I started three days ahead and I was getting myself pumped up vibrationally and in my feeling world like, yes, yes, 100% success rate, yes. And for me, it was done. Once I felt that victory, I knew it's going to happen. And what happened? I passed the exam with 100% success rate. <laughs> and you know, I had one visualization that I started practicing three days prior. I visualized my driving license teacher passing me the exam and telling me, congratulations, Hammer, you passed it with a 100% success rate. So proud of you. Well done. That was the scene I visualized for three days, being sick in my bed with a swollen gum and throat stung by a bee. And that's what I was focusing on. And that's what I was visualizing. And I was feeling the excitement and the victory in my gut, in my feeling world of, yes, I made it. And did this driving teacher say pretty much the same words? So how it, how it turned out in reality, you want to know? Yes. So the only difference between my visualization and how it played out in actuality was that the, the male driving teacher was not there but it was a female driving license teacher. But she pretty much said the same thing. She said, congratulations, you passed at 100%. I'm bringing this up because I think you are a perfect example of taking aligned action. And that's why I said at the beginning of the question, I can't necessarily call you lazy because obviously the internal work at this stage of my journey and at this stage of my consciousness, I understand very well, it's far more important than the actual physical action that you do. And I was coming from a place always, sometimes I still catch myself doing this, but I was coming from a place where I could, I could, I could work every single day, seven days a week, 15 hours a day if I had to, as long as I'm getting the results. And obviously you saw me when I had the YouTube channel. In the very beginning, when I started up the YouTube channel, Gabriel Inspires, when we first met back in 2017, 2018, I wasn't posting video content every single day. I wasn't spending eight hours a day making the videos at first. I was posting weekly and monthly videos. And within a few weeks, those videos captured me enough uh, attention or audience to where I was able to grow a subscriber base very quickly within the first couple of months of having that YouTube channel. And I wasn't forcing it. But then when we met and we were traveling, I wanted to document the travels. I wanted to document the story, us going to the shocker points. Why were we going to the shocker points? What did that have to do with the future of Earth and creating this new Earth? Why weren't we going on this journey? And in the process of doing that, I started to make videos every day. I started to adopt this mindset once again. I have to do it 
I have to work really hard. I have to make the best videos I can make. And so I would spend seven, eight hours a day sometimes on one video, making a video every single day. And the irony is in the process of doing this, I started having less subscribers. People started to unsubscribe to the channel. Whereas it was growing like by hundreds a day, all of a sudden, it was, I was now losing dozens you know why? of subscribers a day. You know why? Say why. What comes to me is people pick up on the energy of hard work. They don't want that. This is all vibrational. People can pick up on the energy you put into your creations. And if you put a lot of hard work into your creations and people feel that a lot of people, they want to let go of hard work. They just want to have fun. They want to have a good time. So put more good time and have fun into your creations so that people can pick up on that energy and they will resonate with that. And that's exactly why I'm, we're talking about this and I'm, I'm bringing up these questions and I'm showing the comparison between the two of us because obviously on the one hand, I'm sure that you've lived a life where it's more laid back and relaxed. Whereas for me, it was always very like stressful, uptight, watching over my shoulder. I've got to work hard to get out of, you know, poverty and Brooklyn and et cetera. And so this was the conditioning. This was the mindset that I had taken on. And obviously when I met you, I've heard of the secret before when I was around, when I was in college at the time I was 18, 19, I heard of the secret where right? I watched the documentary, I read the book. So that was the first introduction that I had to the law of attraction. I don't know how much I really started to change myself in that context or in that way. I think it was a really interesting idea to put your focus and your vision on attracting what you want. But there was no one around at the time to tell me like, yeah, this is, this is legit, you know? You just had to try it out and experiment with it yourself, just like I did. I put myself under an experiment for some years to actually test myself, to actually see if what they teach in the secret and the law of attraction, what have you, actually works. And I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'm going to put myself under an experiment to see if that works. And for majority, it did. And you know, it wasn't until that, it wasn't until meeting you where I could see there was a stark difference in our approach to things. When we traveled, you were very laid back. You were very relaxed. I was always uptight. I was always, I couldn't really relax. I couldn't surrender to the fact that like, wow, we're traveling, we're doing all this stuff. I was always concerned about like financial resources and how we're gonna make it to the next country, how we're gonna make it to the next destination. Are we gonna be able to have enough, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, getting back to the topic of the aligned action, purpose, taking aligned action where your purpose, the big ones, when it comes to our big ones and they're hearing this, obviously maybe they're, maybe they are already taking aligned action. That's great. That's awesome. But let's focus on the people that are not taking aligned action. Let's focus on the people that whether or not they have an eight figure, nine figure business, whether or not they work for themselves, whether or not they work a job, whether or not they're unemployed, it doesn't matter. If they are not in alignment, if they're not taking aligned action on their purpose, this podcast episode has to be for them. And so my question to you, Hamba, is 
you brought up a very good uh, example or analogy about the knife. You want to not use your knife so much. The knife in this context is either our physical action or our mental, uh, our mind. Yeah, mind also, power. Yes, and our energy in general. Exactly. Like, don't waste your energy, but use your energy wisely. You are keeping your knife sharp. You're, you're conserving your energy until it's that time to strike, okay? Is there any specific methodology that you're that you're doing are there any specific tips that you can give to our big ones about when and where to take action on their purpose maybe for example oh perfect i remember the time where we had the opportunity to buy lifepurpose.com for five thousand dollars and we wound up spending eighteen thousand dollars to get the website we should have taken action then but we did not and we waited and because we waited we wound up paying more the same concept as well with when we first built out the website could i have just built the website out myself and saved us over twenty thousand dollars or was it necessary for us to have tried to hire like hired developers and them taking months to build out the website when I literally built it out in two days. I'm seeing for myself now that I am taking very aligned action. Like I've, I can't say exactly where the mental shift was. Maybe it's all the psychedelics that I've taken over the years and the San Pedro, it's like finally working. But like, if I think about this, it literally like it's all done now. Everything is working. It's much faster. It's much smoother. It's much simpler. It's much cheaper than what it was when we were hiring and trying to get developers to build out in a certain way and all the time that it would take to actually express the idea, then code it, review it, revision, that whole process. Are there any tips that you can share with us about your method or your secret at this stage? of keeping your knife sharp and then taking action when it's time. I want to reflect on what you were just sharing with us. And you were saying everything now has been working so much smoother, faster, more effective, more efficient. It's because you have become smoother, faster, more effective, more efficient. So I'm going to give this as an advice to every person listening. There is no such thing as a secret. You are the secret. It's within you. It's who you are and who you become. It's going to reflect in everything that you do and in everything that you experience in your life. And if you want to have faster results, if you want to have more consistency in your life, if you want to have a greater flow in your life, it all comes back down to you. It's your psychology. When you become the flow, when you become simpler in the way you see life, when you become smoother in your psychology, in your mindset, then everything else in the outer world is simply a reflection of you. And when, whether you believe business or your purpose is a complicated thing, it's going to be complicated. And everything with it, the big things and the small things and everything in between, it's going to feel very complicated to you because you are complicated. But when you become simple, 
and you change your mindset and you change your vibration to being effortless simplicity, to living life with effortless simplicity, to living life with a divine flow, to shifting your mindset to the knowing and to the to the timeline that is open for you of getting things done much faster, much smoother, much quicker, with much less action. When you become aware that this timeline is there for you and all you need to do is be open to it and accept it as a timeline for you, then so it will be. You know, as I'm hearing you say all of this, I can't help but think about the Pareto Principle and how 80% of results come from 20% of the action. And so that's a common theme. What is it called? The burrito. So we're not talking about burrito. <laughs> no, not burrito like the can you, burrito. Can you pronounce it? Burrito like... I mean, spell it. I mean... Yeah. P-A-R-P-A-R-E-T-O. P-A-R-E-T-O. Burrito principle. P-A-R-E-T-O. And so there's this principle or this idea that states that 80% of our results will come from 20% of our actions. And this has actually been, from what I understand, very well documented uh, in many different fields. So like in a company, for example, in an actual business, perfect example, 80% of the revenue is made by 20% of the sales people that are there, right? Or let's say if you have a team of salespeople, there's only 20% of the people, 20% of those salespeople that will generate 80% of the results, the, the, the revenue for the company. So we can see these examples. It's also with the markup. The 80-20 rule is applicable in many areas of life, I've come to realize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so, you know, you've got, like, the idea of the margin markup. You've also got the, like, me perfect example. Like, I can see that... A lot of time has been wasted. I've, I spent 80% of my time in my 20s to get 20% results, right? Whereas now, in less than a week, I've been able to get so much done for LifePurpose.com in relation to the last three years because I had to take that detour, that silly detour for trading. Had I just been at this psychology then, knowing what I know now then, I could have achieved these results then yeah right and so i'm bringing this up because i remember in the beginning of the year i had started saying affirmations in my head i am living with effortless simplicity and that's you sharpening your mindset and i remember exactly and i remember also this person that wanted to have a call with us about mama shop their cacao thing i kept and emphasizing and insisting please let's keep this with effortless simplicity keep it with effortless simplicity and I can see how the psychology between the two of us is so greatly different that's why there was the split yeah maybe perhaps and at this stage now I am seeing especially as I'm getting older and I am having less energy like I get it like you're only 34 Gabriel like you're not 44 you're not 64 so like what are you talking about but for me I notice it like I only have a good few hours a day to do in the outer world. And then I start getting headaches and etc. And this could also be the same case for our big ones too. It can be the same case for you. Like 
I know that you don't like to spend hours in front of a screen. You would rather, you would much rather be at the lake. You'd much rather be hanging out in the garden, just relaxing, taking it easy. And for a long time, I was like asking myself, like, damn, I wish I could do, like, how, how did she do that? How do you just relax? How do you just do that? But you're not really relaxing. On one hand, you are relaxing, but at the other hand, you're also doing that internal work. You're sharpening your blade. And like, I wish I could do that too. And I'm bringing this up because for the big ones, they may be like me, how I was a few years ago. Overly complicated. Psychology is off. They think that, you know, living their life purpose is, is supposed to be like they're the next Tony Robbins or they're the next Alicia Keys or they have to be in the spotlight or they have to do all these things first before they can actually live their purpose or they feel that they are entitled to live their purpose. I am now recalling, holy wow, I am now recalling a time where we had the Life Purpose Facebook group and there was a YouTuber that you were communicating with and they had a channel, I think, of at least 100,000 subscribers. I remember this, yes. And they were not showing their face on this YouTube channel. I forget exactly the style of it or the name, doesn't matter. But what I do remember is that you were communicating with them about like interviewing or doing the coaching or something like this. And they weren't monetizing their channel at 100,000 subscribers, which was a huge mistake. They had lost their channel or something like this, or something happened to their channel. And you shared this information with me. But there was something else that you shared with me about their response, though. And that response highlighted their psychology. Do you remember what that was? Yes, I believe. I believe so. Yes. Are we talking about the the guy who asked me to do the voiceover for his transcripts? I think so. Something like this. Yes. And yeah, I can't remember more. What was the thing that they told you or the excuse was for them not moving forward with their channel or whatever that was at the time? I think it came down to him believing that where he is, is not good enough. And he is not ready because he believes he it's not good enough. Whether he has the subscribers amount or the viewers or the clicks, in his opinion, it wasn't ready for something bigger. Psychology, mindset, self-worth, all of these topics. You had mentioned in other episodes that you have a spiritual hygiene practice and that you practice this as a habit every single day in your life. Have you seen like a direct correlation between this spiritual hygiene practice and the aligned action that you're able to take? And have you seen also that because you have this spiritual hygiene practice, it helps you discern when to take action and when to not take action? Yes, this has been an ongoing process and it still is uh, to sharpen my level of discernment um, in every category of my life. It's an ongoing process. But I have one question that I always um, 
would ask myself in, in times of doubt or uncertainty. And I would check in with really with a higher power, with, with God, with my higher self. And I would ask, okay, what would my higher self do right now? That's one question. And the other question is, is this decision or is this thing serving my greater and higher good? And I ask this question usually three times. If I receive a yes, does this serve my greater and higher good? If I receive a yes, all the three times, I know, okay, we're going to go with this. But if I don't receive any answer or if I receive a no, then I'm going to wait and I'm not going to take that action. And I'm going to, when I say I wait, waiting is also sometimes very productive because when we wait in times of uncertainty, during this time of waiting, things can fall into place and things can become much clearer because sometimes we do need time for clarity to arise. You know, as you say this, I now think about what you were saying, I think before we recorded about lifepurpose.com and how maybe three years, these three years that we had the website, maybe what we needed to do was we needed to wait. We needed to develop our psychology let go of some of these old programs, all these old narratives and beliefs so that we can be lighter, faster, more efficient, straight to the point. And I am now observing and I am seeing the importance of the waiting part of this. Before, my psychology was, if I do all the work now, then that's what's going to lead to the result. If I, if I don't work, I get no result. If I work, I get result. But that I am finding to be less and less the truth. And here's what I mean. Using our garden as an analogy, there needs to be a balance point between how much we water the garden and how much we don't water the garden. If we water the garden every day, three or four times a day, the plants will die because they're overwatered. On the flip side, if we do not water the garden at all for the entire summer or even for a week, the plants will wither, the plants will die. But if we get the sweet spot to where we water the plants every other day, just just the right amount of water, that's when there's the growth. That's that's the sweet spot. And so in my life, in my experiences, I was the guy that was watering the garden four or five times a day. I was the guy that was like, I'm going to make all these blog posts. I'm going to make all these videos. I'm going to do all this stuff all by myself. That's it. And then what happens? It's not sustainable. The garden cannot grow because there's no time. Just like the trader that we um, we asked to grow our, our account, he was taking too many trades with too much leverage. He drowned everything. Just like, and just like my experiences with trading as well, trading does not work the way that I have been led to believe, right? It's not, you're not, it's actually far more productive to wait for the right setup, for the right moment, for the right entry, for the right position. It's more important. And that could take you days, that could take you weeks, that could take you even sometimes a couple of months before you have the exact right setup that you need to take that trade. And it does not serve you actually to take multiple trades in one day. It doesn't serve you to day trade, at least for me, at least what I have seen and my experiences. It's far better to wait 
let the setup build. And then when it's time to strike, like you said, it's time to strike. And maybe I needed those three years of trading to really understand this and then now to apply that over here. Another big key message that I want to share with everyone listening is model nature. What do you mean by that? Model the concepts of nature and how nature grows and the seasons of nature. And there is a season where nature produces fruit and harvest. There's a season of perceived death where the leaves fall and during the wintertime everything contracts and there's nothing going on, seemingly nothing. It's all just internally. And then there is spring where life comes back and then there is summer with the harvest or like summer and fall, the harvest time, and then it goes back contracting. And even this year, I have been wondering what's going on with the fruit trees. There aren't any fruits on many trees this year. And I spoke with my mom and she said, you know, the trees don't bear fruit every year. I didn't know that. She said, the fruit trees, they need a break after two or three years. Then they don't bear fruit for another one or two years. And then they bear fruit again. I didn't know that. Really? Interesting. So model nature and you will model nature and observe nature and you will come to understand and to realize that there's a season and a time for everything there's a season and a time for contraction and for growth there's a season and a time where all you need is stillness and contraction to then come back out renewed stronger more powerful with new fruits and adapt that way of and if you copy some of the wisdom of nature and how it works for your own life and for how you create and for how you build your conscious businesses and your purpose, everything will flow so much easier and you will be more certain in the productivity of not doing anything. You know, it's now at this stage where I can really say to you, Hema, thank you very much because for... There was a period for about like a year or two where you were really emphasizing balance. You were really, really emphasizing balance a lot. I still do. Not as much. Because we have come to a certain degree of balance. Right. Now you're more about creative expression. This is, this is now the theme. And so I think this is maybe like the universe talking through you or God speaking through you and, and really emphasizing some of these themes. This is what I've observed over the last five, six years. Oh, yes, baby. <laughs> God is speaking through all of us. I just want to say that too. But it's about you receiving it and being open to it and listening. And we listen in silence. Like, that's what I do. That's why I enjoy being in silence. I get it. I get it. And, you know, you were emphasizing this concept of balance. So for the idea of taking aligned action on your purpose, it is not constructive. I can say this from my experience now. You know, I may not necessarily be in my 60s or 70s, but I've, I've lived enough to know what works and what doesn't work. And what works is to have some habits, but not to go overboard. What I've observed that works is to, like you said, go with the nature go with the seasons in the winter time i emphasize more this time to break and to do less 
And so my pr production output goes down significantly during the winter time now because I need to reflect, I need to hibernate. Whereas now, because it's the summer, and just like the nature, the bees are out there working, I'm working. And I'm really emphasizing doing more now at this stage because when it's the winter time, I'm gonna significantly dial back my work, my the work time. So the balance point is in knowing when to be productive, knowing when not to be productive. The alignment in our big ones to take action on their purpose, as you were saying, then comes from sharpening our minds, working on visualizing the outcome or even visualizing what the next step is. I, I really think that we have to really emphasize that point because if you're just coming from the mind or your human side saying, I have to do all this work, you're going to be like a shotgun trying to shoot everywhere versus like a sniper really waiting for your setup, really waiting for the moment to strike. Yeah. And that brings me back to modeling nature. And in this case, I am referring to animals to the lionesses and the lions, so interesting today on the new moon in Leo. Um, if you ever observed lions, whether in real life or just on documentaries, the way they hunt, and from what I have uh, heard from you, the lion just rests 80% of his day and he observes. He's very observant and it's like he's planning during these 80% of resting He's planning and observing his move, his one move to strike to get his food for the day. And the same with the lionesses. They may move here and there, but it's more like an observant watching to the prey. Is it prey? Yeah. To the prey. And then they are very sharp to then strike and to catch, similar to a snake. So that's another um, metaphor on observing nature and how the animal kingdom of nature strikes and how the animals are very conser conservative with their energy. Conservative. Yeah. Is that the word? They're very... They're, they're conserving their energy. They're conserving their energy to then um, use the least amount of energy in one shot, in a sense, to get what they want, to get the food. And this is... This is it seems like you already have known this. I think even before The Secret, you know, just hearing your story with the driving license and even I know from, you may not have talked about it on this episode, but your A-levels as well, mm -hmm. you know, how you would study for exams versus how other students, how your peers would study for exams, very, very different. It seems like you really spent more of your time visualizing your success than actually doing the studying. Yes. And that worked out for you brilliantly. Yes. And the only time I was studying, I was out in nature with my bikini, suntanning and just reading the course material and always, always needing to make sure that when I do something actively or I study or I put in the perceived work, I have the best time with it as possible. So instead of locking myself into a dark room to study the course material, I went outside into nature and 
be on the grass and have the birds around me and have a good environment that supports my learning experience. And I always would ask myself, how can I make this the best experience for myself? You know, and we always have the chance. You have, you always have, I wouldn't say everyone has the possibility, but perhaps everyone does. Depending on where you live, we always have a choice. You can either, for this example, you can either lock yourself up in a room uh, without fresh air flow and get depressed over your course material if you're a student or if you have something to study, or you find a place somewhere out in nature where you have the daylight and perhaps that supports your workflow and your um, learning experience more. Right. That's a great point that you bring up, Hema. This is exactly what I do as well with with the work that I have to do for the website for lifepurpose.com. I could either sit on the couch for eight hours and then at the end of it have a really bad headache and see blurry, or I could be in my office on the stand-up desk and be very productive in three to four hours. You know, there's there's no... We need to get over that idea that or at least that's maybe me coming from my place. Maybe everyone that's listening to this podcast may just be listening to me and be like, wow, Gabe, you are, you're really behind, man. Like, get with the times. But I used to come from this place of like, the more hours that you put in, the better. Whereas now I'm saying that's actually not the case. It's just very important to be in and out and get it done. So like, for example, at some point, we're going to hire an editor to edit our podcast because... It just takes really long for me. Obviously, I don't care if the podcast editor can edit 10 episodes in 20 minutes or they edit 10 episodes in 20 hours or in 20 days. I don't care. They're still going to get paid the same. It doesn't matter to me. So what would then be in the advantage of the podcast editor? It would be in their advantage to figure out how to edit the 10 podcast episodes in 20 minutes versus taking all that time to edit the podcast because it's still not gonna change you know their pay you get what i'm saying so if we think about that like the reward and the results of it if if your action perfect example if your action is still gonna get the same result at the end of the day isn't it far better than to be very efficient effortless, effective, and simple in your action taking than it would be to complicate the entire process, make it discordant, and then have the result be the exact same or worse. Just like you would say for me, Gabriel, you really, you've got to be like happy when you do your work, like do your holy work with love in your heart or don't do it at all. And I'm understanding now more and more what that means. And that's why I've really focused on changing my mindset and changing my personality. So that way, when I do do this work, even if I may not necessarily want to do it, I do it with as much love as I can because it will have a certain energy effect in the long term. Yeah, your energy signature is imprinted in everything that you create and it's going to have its effects. So I want to thank you. I want to thank you for making that mindset shift. And I've seen how fast you have shifted. And, 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 and you need to know, and everyone needs to know that this is not just affecting you then positively, but everyone in your environment, your relationships, the people that you work with, that you co-create things with, 
Like the positive mental attitude is contagious and so important. Absolutely. Because whether you create a service or a product and you create it from a place of love, you put the energy of love literally into that manifestation, into that service, into that creation. And people, your audience, um, your, your crowd, your fans who are willing to pay for that or to receive that service or product, they're going to feel the energy with which it was created with. Exactly. So do you want people to have a creation of fear and stress and worry and anxiety in their hands or in their minds, if it's a, a digital product or a course? Do you want to feed people fear, anxiety and depression with your creations? Or do you want to feed people with positivity, happiness, growth, expansion? If you choose the second one, then you have to put that into your creations. And, and just to really emphasize this point to our big ones, when it comes to taking the aligned action, obviously I've come from a place where I have gone the route of taking the hard work, having that psychology and grunting through a lot of my work. The end result, feeling burnt out, feeling stressed, and ultimately not getting the result that I was actually seeking. And just like Hillel was saying, the other side is you could only act when it's actually time to act. So if let's say you need to do something or you receive this idea or this vision from God and it inspires you, do only that, do only that. And if it only takes you 20 minutes to do only that, don't prolong it. Don't make it take four hours. Don't make it take two weeks. Make it take only as much time as it actually needs. And when it's done, let it be done. Get some rest. Sharpen your knife. Sharpen your blade. And when it's time to take when it's time to take action again, when the God voice tells you it's time to take action again, when you receive the vision, when you feel the feeling that it's time to take action again and you're excited again, that's when you take action because that's the aligned action. And you do that action with as much excitement, love, joy in your heart that you can possibly do. And I'm getting that now. I'm really like, it took me this long. There is no college degree that can teach me this or that can teach anyone this. And it's a pity, but in terms of like reading, manifesting your purpose, I think that this is the secret. I think this is really the secret sauce. It's knowing when to take action and taking the right action in such a way as you are truly enjoying it because other people are going to feel that from you. People can feel from your voice Hamma, the love when they listen to the podcast. And when I was editing and playing back some of the audio when I would speak, I could hear the discord. Mm. And I could hear like how contractive my voice would be and so obviously that's going to have a repellent energy. So it is so important that every creation that we do, everything that we do for our purpose, it is the purest action. It is not us overdoing it. It's not us overcompensating or coming from a place of not enough or that we're not worthy. We have to know that everything that we do, we do it with great love in our heart or we don't do it at all. And there has to be divine guidance on the action that we're doing. 
This also applies to different areas in our lives. For example, years ago, I was working out three hours a day for the same results that I get now working out for 30 minutes. Three days a week? Yeah. You work out three days a week, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I work out more. I work out every single day, but with weights about three to four times a week, half an hour versus years ago, I was three hours in the gym working out with weights. And the same applies with diet and with nutrition. You can eat three, four, five meals a day, putting all these calories on your plate versus just narrowing it down to the nutrients that your body really needs and having less food, which is actually way more nutritious and maybe just eating once or twice a day, which gets you much further along. So I believe collectively we are shifting into this timeline where we get things done much faster, way more efficient and effective, where in the past it would have taken us such a long time. And that's also part of the ascension process that we're going through, you know, and that was one of the main reasons why I chose not to go to university or to college, because I knew that these are the places where they would promote such mindsets of hard work and it has to be difficult and challenging and you have to study for years to get something done, that would have been the long route for me. And instead I chose to go a different route where I can have more time to be in solitude and isolation because I knew that I'm already equipped with everything I need to quote unquote succeed in my life. And I'm not gonna find it outside of me. I have to go and find it within. So instead of taking the journey outside of me, I went on a journey within. And here we are now. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.